0: Welcome back, everyone. Not all of us will be faced with this decision, but if you happen to come into a large chunk of money, you may find yourself wondering whether you should plow it all into the market at one time or ease your way in over the course of a few weeks or months. The difference between these two approaches to investing are better defined as lump sum investing versus dollar cost averaging. And the most important question is which option is better. There is a simple mathematical answer and a more complex answer if you view this decision from a different vantage point. Today I'll talk about both. I will also show you real data that will highlight the mathematical answer and we will walk through a real life example with SCHD for good measure. Let's start by explaining each style of investing and pointing out some of the pros and cons. Lump-sum investing works exactly the way it sounds. You take a large chunk of money and invest it into the stock market all at once. The pros of such an approach are that you are 100% invested immediately and you get to reap the full rewards from the stock market from that point onward. This can be both a pro and a con since the stock market doesn't always go up. When viewing this style of investing from a wider lens, it is generally a pro since the stock market goes up more than it goes down. For dividend investors specifically, there is another positive outcome from lump sum investing in that this approach will highly likely generate more dividend income faster than dollar cost averaging. One of the bigger cons to lump sum investing is if you happen to do this directly before a market crash or a recession, you'll bear the full loss of the ensuing market drop. Dollar cost averaging, on the other hand, is viewed as a safer approach to investing. Under this approach, you split your pile of cash into a handful of smaller amounts, and periodically invest each smaller amount over a longer period of time. This could be as short as a few weeks, or as long as multiple years. As the stock market cycles up and down, each of the smaller, periodic investments will lock in a different entry price. But over the duration of the dollar-cost averaging cycle, you will buy at both high and low valuations, resulting in an average cost that is neither the absolute low nor the absolute high. In layman terms, by dollar-cost averaging, you reduce the risk that you enter the stock market at its absolute peak. The pros for this style of investing are emotional peace of mind that you aren't investing at the absolute top. You will also likely not be upset when the stock market drops, knowing that your next periodic investment will lock in that lower price. The cons are that you may not fully participate in the bull market run and miss out on potential returns. And for dividend investors, it is also highly likely that you will miss out on some potential dividend income, especially early on in the dollar-cost averaging process. Lump-sum investing is favorable during bull markets, and dollar-cost averaging works better in the bear market or a more volatile market period. Mathematically, lump sum investing tends to work out better than dollar cost averaging when measured over longer time periods. Let's consider the S&P 500 for example. Between 1994 and September of 2023, investing in the Spider S&P 500 ETF Trust, ticker symbol SPY, would have yielded an average annual return of about 11.5%. Out of these roughly 30 years, 6 years ended with negative returns and 24 years yielded positive returns, inclusive of dividend reinvestment. So, generally, investing in SPY yielded a good outcome, aside from a few market crashes and corrections we have seen since 1994. Let's take a look at what type of returns a lump sum and a dollar cost averaging approach would have generated during this time period. For the lump sum investment, I assumed you would invest right at the beginning of each calendar year and hold that position for the duration of the year. And for the dollar cost averaging approach, I broke up the initial investment into 12 equal sums that were all invested at the beginning of each month during each calendar year. The lump sum approach won in 24 out of the 30 years, with the dollar cost averaging approach only winning during 6 out of the 30 years. Surprisingly though, it wasn't solely the years with negative returns where dollar cost averaging outperformed lump sum investing. But generally, whenever the S&P experienced a negative return for the year, dollar cost averaging worked better. This was the case in 2000, 2001, 2002, 2008, and 2022. The only exception was 2018. The S&P finished the year with a negative return but dollar-cost averaging did not yield a better outcome compared to a one-time investment on January 1st that year. For all other calendar years, with the exception of 2020, lump-sum investing worked out better than dollar-cost averaging. 2020 was an exception, because as you recall, that was the year the stock market crashed due to the pandemic, and valuations fell sharply presenting investors with more opportunistic entry points. This was followed by a fast and strong rally that saw the S&P finish the year on a pretty positive note, with a return above 18%. But due to the sharp decline early in the year, a dollar-cost averaging approach gained enough edge on the lump-sum investing strategy and ultimately produced a more favorable return. When we look at the average outcome for the entire 30-year period, the average return for the lump-sum investing approach was 11.42% per year, whereas the dollar-cost averaging approach only mustered an average annual return of 6.26%. That is a pretty wide gap, with the lump-sum investing approach return being roughly 82% better than the dollar-cost averaging approach. Clearly, the long-term results point to lump sum investing being much more favorable than dollar cost averaging. Looking at the cumulative impact of this gap makes the difference appear even wider. The cumulative return for the lump sum investing approach was 1,551% and only 422% for the dollar cost averaging approach. Of course, the cumulative returns don't translate to an actual outcome, because nobody invests into the S&P for one year, only to pull their money out and start dollar cost averaging again during the following year. I measured the results this way because I wanted to see the true difference for each calendar year without the distortion of compounding. But don't worry, in a few minutes we will take a look at the difference between these two forms of investing with SCHD and compounding factored in. But before we dive into that, let me just highlight some of the years with the highest margins of difference. The widest gap between lump sum investing and dollar cost averaging came in 1995, with lump sum investing producing a return that was 21.18% better than dollar cost averaging. The following years during the 1990s were a period of a strong bull market, and lump sum investing worked out much better than dollar-cost averaging. It produced a superior return in 1996 by 10%, 18% in 1997, nearly 12% in 1998, and just shy of 8% in 1999. Then we enter into the 2000 dot-com bubble, and the tables flip. In the ensuing bear market, dollar-cost averaging proved to be the superior investing strategy, beating lump sum investing by nearly 2% in 2000 almost 8% in 2001, and 10.5% in 2002. By 2003, the bear market was over, and the S&P started to generate positive returns again. Between 2003 and 2007, lump sum investing outperformed dollar cost averaging. In 2008, during the financial crisis, as the stock market tumbled, dollar cost averaging once again proved to be superior, outperforming a lump sum strategy by 10.5%. By 2009, the bear market was over, and we entered one of the longest bull market runs in history. Between 2009 and 2019, lump sum investing outperformed dollar cost averaging. The outperformance varied, ranging from as low as 1% to as high as 16% per year. Then in 2020, dollar cost averaging gained a small edge on lump sum investing of 1.79%, primarily due to the pandemic crash. In 2021, lump sum investing beat dollar cost averaging by 13.5%. In 2022, dollar cost averaging saw its largest win over lump sum investing of 11.96%, and thus far in 2023, lump sum investing is doing 10.9% better than dollar cost averaging. So as you can see, the returns for each style of investing cycle, typically based on how the stock market is doing in a given year. But since generally, bull markets last much longer than bear markets, statistically, you are better off investing your money as one lump sum opposed to dollar cost averaging. The majority of us don't just stumble into a large chunk of money very often, and we may never be faced with making this decision. However, it may still be applicable to you in a few instances. Consider this scenario. If you are funding a Roth IRA, you are limited to a fixed contribution each calendar year. The limit for those of us that qualify to fund a Roth IRA is $6,500 in 2023, and $1,000 more if you're 50 or older. Perhaps you have this much money set aside at the beginning of each calendar year that you could invest into your IRA all at once opposed to setting up monthly or weekly automatic contributions. In this case, if you have the money and plan on investing into your Roth IRA for 10, 20, or 30 years, you should consider the benefit of investing the full amount on January 1st, opposed to dollar cost averaging throughout the year. Statistically, it has proven to yield better results. Let's take a look at how this would have actually worked out with SCHD. I measured the hypothetical results of funding a Roth IRA with the maximum allowable contribution for someone under the age of 50, starting in 2012 and being 100% allocated to SCHD. I built one model based on a lump sum investment at the start of each calendar year, and another that dollar cost averaged with 12 equal monthly contributions. Which model do you think performed better? Let's talk about the results. The lump sum investing model performed better than the dollar cost averaging model, but the margin of difference was not wide, and it actually narrowed over time because of compounding. I ran the test from January 1st, 2012 through September 5th, 2023. The lump sum model generated a CAGR of 12.44%, while the dollar cost averaging model had a CAGR of 10.88%. That's a difference of 1.56% per year, which doesn't sound like much. But this small difference can amount to a difference of tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars over a long enough period of time. The second notable difference was in the amount of dividends each model generated. The lump sum model would have paid $21,830 in dividend income during this time period while the dollar cost average model would have paid $19,894 so that's nearly $2,000 in additional dividend income and since the lump sum investing model is generating a better average return the gap in dividend income is likely to only increase as time goes on I presume the results may be different if this 12 year period started out during a prolonged bear market but I believe over a very long period of time the lump sum model would almost always beat the dollar cost averaging model The vast majority of investors practice a dollar-cost averaging approach to investing as a byproduct of their financial position. Most of us are not sitting on large sums of money that we can throw into the stock market. Dollar-cost averaging just makes a lot more sense for the average person who is living on a budget. However, if you do happen to come into a sizable chunk of money at some point in your life, knowing that lump sum investing generally works out more favorably is a good thing to know. I personally practice dollar-cost averaging. Each week, I make automatic contributions to my brokerage accounts and then I direct those funds to specific stocks or ETFs. But a few times per year, I do have larger inflows of cash, be it a bonus from work or a tax return or a better than average month on YouTube. Whenever this happens, I do take a sizable chunk of that cash and invest it all right away into my portfolio. Sometimes it works out great and sometimes it doesn't, but I know that in the long run, I'll see better results by doing this rather than dollar-cost averaging this money into my portfolio over a few weeks or months. I'd be curious to hear which investing style you prefer and why let me know in the comments below. That's it for today. If you enjoyed the episode, please do me a huge favor and give this podcast a 5-star rating. Thank you for joining me today and see you next time.